I'm Sandy Swallow. I'm Okalala Lakota and Northern Cheyenne. I've been an artist for over 30 years and through my artwork have portrayed my heritage. Now I'm starting a brand new venture called Lakota Link and I'm here to share with you and I hope you enjoy it. Lakota Link. Greetings from the home of the Seven Council Fires land of the 1868 Fort Laramie Treaties, bringing stories old and new of Lakota values, courage, respect, wisdom, to name a few. Well, hello, Susanna. How are you doing today? Hi. I'm doing good. Are you? Is uh? Yeah. Did you get much snow down there? No, not too much. Oh, it's we got here in Spearfish. I bet we got six inches. It it really came down, but um, it's almost all melted now. Which I'm glad because there's supposed to be some more snow coming in. How yeah, are your I'm roads? Oh, it's okay. Are they? I'm good. not ready for snow. No. I'm not either. <laughs> I would like to introduce my listeners to my cousin, Susanna. And it's White Wolf, isn't it? Was your maiden yeah. name? Yeah. Susanna White Wolf Swallow. And she married my first cousin, Johnny Swallow. I was kind of, I was thinking of about that this morning and was wondering, how did you guys meet? Uh, we met in Custer. When we were in high school, they found jobs for us uh, from the school. Oh, okay. And uh, that's where I met him. Oh. Do you remember what grade you were in? Uh, 11th grade. 11th grade. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was you the same age? No, he's older. Oh, okay. What year did you guys get married in? 1962. Oh, okay. Well, you're a little ahead of us. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, um, what was your folks' names? I mean, who was like your grand, grandfo- grandparents and, and your mom and dad? My mom's father was um, Austin Bird Eagle. And I can't remember her mother's name. Oh, okay. But they're from Slim Buttes. Oh, okay. And then my dad, his mother was Alice Horncloud. He was in the, she was in that Wounded Knee Massacre deal. Oh, really? Yeah. She was 17 years old when they were in there. And then she um, had two nephews little young nephews, and they ran from there and got away. Oh, did you know your grandparents? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, okay, because, uh, well, I knew my grandpas, but both my grandmothers had passed on before I was even born. I think um, 
my folks were both, you know, real pretty young, you know, like 12 or 14 when their folks, when their moms died. So, mm-hmm. so I always felt, you know, kind of left out in a way that I didn't know my grand grandmothers. Uh, but uh, did you ever hear any stories about that? Well, um, she got away, and she had some brothers, and she thought they were all, you know, killed. But she went to this place, and there she heard a man singing Indian. And it turned out it was one of her brothers, and they were alive. Oh, um, good. And uh, she was 17, and... They met a guy, John White Wolf, uh-huh. and they asked him to marry her because they didn't think they could, you know, take care of her. And so that's how they they got married. And, you know, that was kind of common back then. Uh, yeah. I know my grandpa, Ben Mills, was married to my grandma, Susie Adams, her sister, Jessie, her older sister, before her, but then she died, and so then he, the family gave Susie to him, at, you know, uh, so it was, things were done a little differently back then, but uh, it all turned out good. They ended up having, you know, yeah. like 11 mm-hmm. kids, so <laughs> I'm just always proud of, of your family and their accomplishments, and do you want to just kind of name your kids from the oldest to the youngest? Okay, the oldest is John. He's named after his dad and his grandpa, so we call him John D. That's his middle name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then there's Vina, and she's married to Terry Holiday. He's a Navajo. And then there's Liz, and then there's Antoinette, and she's married to Len, and then Mary, she's married to Kelly Knudsen, and then Dan, he was married to Amaris, and Jean, he's not married. And Cindy, she's married to uh, Robert Shippokese. Oh, okay. So how many grandkids do you have? I have 15 grandkids. Oh, wow. Any great-grandkids? Seven great-grandkids. Oh, you've got me beat by a long shot. (laughs) Six boys and one little girl. Oh, really? One little girl. Well, that little girl ought to be... Very spoiled then. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to spoil her. Yes. (laughs) If we ever get together during this thing going on. (laughs) Oh, I know. You know, um, this has had an impact on everybody. And uh, can you tell me how things are going down there on the reservation? Susanna uh, lives on the kind of the close to the west Kind of, I don't know, would you say middle or so? Um, oh, 
close, probably we live close to Hermosa, South Dakota. Yes. And uh, they there's a little village down there called Red Shirt Village that she lives kind of close to. And how has this um, COVID thing affected you? I, what what has happened down there? We stay home. We go to town. We get groceries and drive through. You know, uh, fast food place and then head home we don't get to go or we don't want to go around all over so well yeah yeah try to stay home yeah a lot. and and i know for a lot of my listeners that don't understand this the reservations have the power to shut down or lock down and when they do that uh nobody can come on the reservation and Nobody is supposed to go off the reservation, and uh-huh. they have done that quite a few times for safety purposes, but yeah. it also causes a hardship because you got to make sure you've got enough groceries and enough gas in your car and enough everything when when that happens. Um, have, have you had any special hardships on that or pr- pretty uh. well able to make? Work that we we usually they usually let us know ahead of time and so we can run to town and get whatever we need. Oh, good. Yeah, so that's good. And then they have a checkpoint where they don't let people in. You know. Mm-hmm. Probably us. They just let us come, go out, and come back in. Mm-hmm. And and that was done for the safety of the people, you know, so yeah. people wouldn't be coming in with the COVID. But I don't know. Now I think it's so much all around. It's just a hard situation for everybody. Uh, yeah. Kind of, I was going to ask you, what schools did you attend? And, well, first of all, how many brothers and sisters did you have? And... Where are you in that birth order? <laughs> uh, I have five. I had five brothers, and I'm the youngest one. I was the only girl. Oh. So, oh, and then we lived in Slim Butte, and there was a school there. So that's where we we walked to school. And in the winter, when it's snowy, my brothers would pull me in a sled to school. Oh. Did you ever ride horses to school or not? No, we didn't have any horses. My mom had a wagon and a team of horses, so that's how we got around in the community. And if we needed to go, the parents needed to go town, they hire somebody that has a vehicle. Oh, okay. Well, I know... um I was talking to Vic about this, and, you know, back then, it was a big deal if you had to go to town. I mean, <laughs> nowadays, people just get in the car and go, but yeah. but back then, if you went to Rapid City, that was a trip, quite yeah. a trip and stuff, and, and you shared with me that you guys used to go down to Scott's Bluff. Yeah, um... Well, the farmers, you know, they 
plant all kinds of things and then they need help. They, the the one we knew, he had a big truck, so he'd come and people would pack their tents and bedding and cookware and everything and then we'll go to Scottsville. And then our parents would, you know, work. And then on Saturdays, the farmer would bring his truck and we all jump in and he'd take us to town. Oh. Where they, you know, grocery shopping or whatever they needed. And us younger ones, they, our older siblings, they'd take us to the movies. Oh, okay. Well, when you was down there, was you like um, harvesting? You know, did they have big gardens, or is that kind of why you went down there? Yeah, those were like they plant potatoes and beets and, you know, big, big uh, fields. And that's where all our parents worked. And that was hard work. That Yeah. That, that was... I know we farm for quite a few years, and it actually affected my husband's back, you know, because a person just doesn't realize how hard farmers and ranchers have to work. And then um, you did say you went to boarding school for one year? Yeah, I went to school at, um, I started at Slim Buttes, and then, when I was second grade, I had to go to boarding school. So I went there one year. Do you remember that much? Some, yeah, I get lonesome, and I had cousins there from Slim Buttes, too, you know. Uh-huh. In a boarding school, and they'd take me to the room and calm me down and, you know, take care of me, and then i get all right, and then it me go back to our oh. little young people's dorm. Uh-huh. In uh, third grade, I had a cousin that go to, they called it Holy Rosary Mission then, at club. And she said, you should go with me to, to the mission, she said. So I said, yeah, and then my parents took me over there. So I went to school there for a few years. Oh, now did you board there or did you? Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. okay. It was a boarding then. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But you liked it? I liked it, yeah. And our parents could come and, you know, and, uh, check us out on Sunday and bring us back in the evening. Oh, okay. Okay. Suzanne, Susanna, uh, I know that you had kind of a notable uh, ancestor in your family, and your great-grandfather, Chief Whitehawk. Yeah. Can you tell me anything you know about him? I don't really know that much about him. All I know is was my mother's grandfather. And I was just reading a paper that the this guy said he was a good good man and he was kind to to his people he was he was on a, he was a
congressman, I guess, in 1891. Oh, really? And he promised him a flag. But it took maybe four years before he, he could get it. That's all I really know about him. <laughs> oh, okay. Was he the one that had the vision? Yeah. Oh, okay. Can you tell me a little bit about his vision? Yeah, he had a vision, and there was something up in the sky, and he said that um, anybody, all the you know, all younger people, they can reach and touch that thing in the sky. They will thank themselves, he said. And he told that to all the other elders, elders, mm-hmm. and they talked about it, and they said that was the white man's education. Oh. Oh, well, that was his vision. Uh-huh. That, you know, that's really something, and and I think about your kids. I mean, you're, all your kids have been able to finish high school, graduate high school? Yeah. Some of them have been able to attend college? Yes. So, um, so that vision, I mean, in that respect, has been passed down. Yeah. I made sure they all finished high school, and so they will want to go on, you know, support them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's other ways, you know, with education. I, I think about that because, um, well, my oldest son, Clint, actually, him and Mary, your daughter, was going to Western Votec at the same time to be welders. Yeah. And they didn't even know they were cousins. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. But um, Clint, you know, has made quite a career of his welding, and now he goes all over the country for the company he works for, and he uh, trains welders, and and then he also uh, tests them to make sure they're doing it correct. So, you know, uh, education can be that way, too. It doesn't have yeah. to just be college or whatever, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I think about my folks with uh, their, both of them graduated the eighth grade, and back then they d- they didn't go on to, but s- talk about self-educating. I think it's really a matter of continuing to learn. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and not just, <laughs> not just being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told him, you got to learn, you know, to take care of yourself and have your family, so. Mm-hmm. And that's when... went to, yeah, some of my kids went to uh, OTEC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they, Dan, he got a job with, with a guy in Rapid, and he's been working there ever since. And he's a mechanic, isn't he? Yeah. 
Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I think about Dan often because, to me, he kind of reminds me of my dad because my dad was a mechanic, too. Yeah. And um, only he took a different route. He moved to the big city in Utah, and then he was a car mechanic at that time, and then uh, they offered him classes, and he became a diesel mechanic. And I so I... I know how hard of work that is, but um, I think I think you've definitely done a good job raising your family because they're all productive members of society, and and that has to do a lot with their mom and dad. I I think about Johnny and um, how what a great artist he was, and oh, yeah. I, I will always was admiring him. He he was kind of one of the people I looked up to on his artistic ability. And uh, I'm an artist too, but in a different way. Uh, Johnny could just look at something and just replicate it. <laughs> he, he did a good job. Yeah, he did. Well, you know... Uh, Susanna, you you grew up on the reservation and have kind of lived there all your life, haven't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in twelfth uh, grade, I wanted to be a nurse, go to nursing school, and one of my teachers was going to help me. You know, she got papers for me and everything. And but that time, my dad was sick, and my dad and my mom. They asked if I could just stay home after graduation and help them. And my dad said, when I uh, get better, I'll help you, you know, go mm-hmm. on. And um, it turned out he he had stomach cancer. Oh. Well, he didn't. He went on. And uh, so I stayed with my mom. So mm-hmm. I didn't get to, I didn't get any education after high school. Well, back then, high school was a big deal, you know? Yeah. It really was. It was hard to... Uh, even when I w- graduated high school, a lot of people I knew, a lot, lot of my friends in Utah never graduated and stuff. So I kind of always thought, well, at least I hung in there that much, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and stuff, but... Well, you've done a wonderful job in your life, and when I'm talking to somebody, I always like to kind of give uh, them a Lakota value, and the value that I would give to you, Susanna, Lakota value of wisdom, and you have had a lot of wisdom, and it shows in the way you've raised your family and how much they love and treasure you, which they do. And and I do thank you so much for doing this interview with me. I know that's not really something you generally do, so I'm honored that you that you have uh, talked to me. And and I'll just say, well, we'll ho- hopefully we'll think of some more stuff and we'll get back on together. And and thank you. All right. Well, thank you. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed our segment. You know, I I enjoy visiting with the people. And if you did, 
go to sandyswallowgallery.com where you can find my artwork and find some history and some background. Please subscribe to it or if you have some comments, we would love to hear your opinion. This is a new adventure for us and I value your opinion. This song is written and sung by my good friend, Quincy Goodstar. Lakota Link is here to share Lakota values. God bless you on your journey. Wopila, thank you for joining us. Take care.